We're talking Jamil Burroughs and how that affects the defensive line on this episode of Tide Talk Live. Welcome back into Tide Talk Live on this 4th of July as myself and Jake are here recording this episode. Uh, so happy 4th, everybody. Jake, what is up, man? How you doing? Man, doing great. Just uh, glad to have a day off here to uh, celebrate uh, Independence Day. Thank you, England, for trying to, you know, suppress us. But, you know, too bad we took that liberty from you. So uh, 4th of July, let's go, buddy. That's right. It's one of the best days uh, of every year. So excited to to kind of, like you said, sit back and relax and also kind of reflect on how fortunate we are to live in the greatest country on earth. So, uh, you know, thankful for the founding fathers for what they did to, to yes. fight for that freedom that you mentioned of. So uh, just like you said, it's a good day to kind of sit, relax, reflect, and just enjoy the moment. And we're going to enjoy it by talking some Alabama football. I can't think of anything else I'd rather do than talk some Alabama football on this 4th of July. Uh, so we're going to be diving into the Jamil Burrow situation. Of course, he he, trans he entered the transfer portal over this past weekend. Uh, and, and we're going to be talking about that and also how it kind of affects the defensive line rotation there in Tuscaloosa and, and maybe some guys that we could expect to kind of step up and make plays uh, in the absence of Jamil Burroughs. But before we do that, you know the drill. We want to hear from you. Jump in the comments and let us know who you think could step up and make an impact for Alabama this fall on the defensive line with Jamil Burroughs enter the transfer portal. Also, make sure you like, share, and subscribe today. Uh, you know, hit that bell notification so you don't miss any of our content here at Tide Talk Live. You can find us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, just wherever you find great podcasts, you can find us there as well. Make sure you leave a five-star review uh, and, and make sure you follow us on all those platforms as well. Jake, uh, Jamil Burroughs, a guy who's been in the rotation really at defensive line since, they, since his true freshman year back in what would that have been, 2020. Mm -hmm. So uh, a guy that, that Alabama fans know well, kind of been waiting on him to, to kind of burst onto the scene and, and be a, a consistent impact player for Alabama. That has not yet to happen. And now it doesn't look like it will happen since he is entering the transfer portal. After, you know, there was some rumors of a, of a scuffle, or that's the best way to put it, uh, between him and a coaching staff member. So, uh, Jake, just your initial thoughts on Jamil Burroughs entering the portal. Yeah, you know, I was kind of shocked by it. I, I know, like you like you mentioned, Stacey, he's been in the rotation for, you know, since his true freshman year. But, you know, it just seemed like this year he was going to be, like, a very key piece in that second unit coming in to spell uh, a boy be uh, Tim Smith, uh, one of those areas right there, but uh, now it's not going to happen. So it's kind of disappointing because out of that second unit, I think he was the one that would have the most upside, unless, of course, I, I'm, I'm talking about this already there and who has been on the team. Tim Smith, probably in that second unit, has got the most upside out of all of them. And eventually, he's probably going to be the may take over Tim Smith or Justin Borgby's spot. But, but out of that second unit that's been there for a while, he has the one that has the most potential to be that be that that catalyst on that second unit. So I was just kind of shocked by it a little bit. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, the whole 
situation involving his his really the, his decision to transfer it was kind of a mutual decision between him and the coaching staff that it was time to part ways and like you mentioned he was probably going to be that the next best option off of the bench for Alabama when in terms mm-hmm. of the defensive line uh especially considering the experience he has uh right. and his ability to kind of pa- rush the passer from from his interior defensive line position so uh, it is unfortunate, but you know, if it's time to move on, it's time to move on, and and maybe it is best for for both Burroughs and Crimson Tide that he move on. But uh, Jake, as as we look at post Burroughs era of the defensive line in Tuscaloosa, and before we really talk about who could step up in his absence, I want to bring up kind of who you think is going to be the three starters along the defensive line for Alabama this fall, and, and how you see those guys kind of kind of playing and performing here in 2023. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think I just kind of mentioned the, the three names uh, and when I spoke earlier, but uh, I feel like Tim Smith, uh, Jaheim Otis and Justin Borgu is going to be your first unit out. Uh, talking about experience wise, uh, those are your three, you know, Borgby and, and Tim Smith, your three most experienced guys with, with the most talent. And then Otis, it seems like this year, He's going to be that that S, or could be that X factor on that defensive front. I mean, he's just oozing with talent. If he ever gets it together, you could see a guy who who is probably a little bit not as he's a lot more mobile, but maybe not as physically strong as a Mount Cody. But but he's a lot more quicker than Mount Cody and get off the ball faster than him. But Otis could probably take take up uh, two or three blocks on that interior line. To allow somebody to get free and you know at the linebacking core to to rush the quarterback, so I feel like he's going to be could be that next guy. And then of course Borgby has been there forever, and it seems like every time he's got ready to step up and, and be a great guy or, or a great in, interior lineman, he's had some kind of injury. So hopefully he stay healthy this year and reach that true potential because you know he could be a late first, early second round guy if if he you know, lives up to his expectation this year. Yeah, he, I thought that when, when a Boygby first came to Tuscaloosa that he had a chance to be a first or second round guy. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably passed him by by now. It's 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 hard for a guy who's been in college, now, I mean, now entering his fifth year yeah. to, to become a first or second round pick because he just hasn't met those expectations yet. Mm-hmm. And he could, like you said, he could have, he could come out and just explode this year. You never know. But uh, that, that would surprise me if he earned his way into the first or second round, but he will be a drafted player simply because of his size, right. his ability to kind of move and, and, and play the run and the pass as well. So, but I'm with you. I think it's going to be a boy B Tim Smith and, and Jaheim Otis. And, mm-hmm. you know, Jaheim Otis is a guy that really intrigues me because he's a young guy who's really come in and he's put in the work, man. He yeah. he, he arrived on, on, on campus, you know, 400 pounds plus. He's yeah. down to 320, 330. Uh, his weight loss has just been incredible. Uh, his mobility for a guy that's 6'5", 330 is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm with you. I think he's a guy who can take up a lot of blocks, eat up a lot of space, but also yeah. make plays for himself as well in the backfield. Yeah. So I'm expecting a big jump for Otis here in year two. Uh, he's got a year under his belt. He's played a lot of football now in the SEC, so he, he knows what to expect. So I'm hoping that Otis really takes that next step as a true sophomore and becomes kind of that anchor of the defensive line for Alabama. And then Tim Smith, Jake, is a guy that we've loved ever since he's been on campus. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's shown a lot of flashes. Uh, he, he's a really good player. 
but I think he has a chance to be a special player for Alabama, maybe a Christian Barmore type player for Alabama. So uh, I hope that he becomes that. And, and if he does, it could be a really good year for Alabama in 2023 in terms of the defensive line. Uh, but Jake, now as we kind of shift our focus to the next wave of guys, and this is really where Jamil Burroughs entering the portal affects the Alabama the most is this next wave because he was going to be the fourth guy in my opinion. But now right. you got to rely on some other guys to step up and make plays for Alabama. And, and when when you think about that with Burroughs gone, Jake, who are you looking at to maybe step up and become that fourth option? And then, you know, now with that that fourth option or the fifth option now becomes the fourth option and so on and so forth. So so yeah. who, who's just your next three guys up it kind of be the best way to look at it. For, for Alabama on the defensive line? Uh, somebody who's been there for a while, uh, you know, you got Jamari Latham. He, he could take taking that step forward. I mean, after after Burroughs, you could probably say he was the, the next guy behind Burroughs. So he's, he's going to have to step up and, and lead that second unit. Uh, Tim Keenan, the third, has been there for, for a while. He could, he could be a, another one uh, to step up as well. And then uh, Goodwine has been there for a while as well. So – those would probably be your next three, but again, you have Tim Smith who who's on campus, uh, and just uh, not Tim Smith, but uh, um, James Smith. But you know, it's he is so talented as just a freshman. I I could see him being slotted in that second, you know, uh, crew crew as well. So I would probably say it'd probably be Latham uh, Smith and uh, probably either Goodwine or or Keenan. Uh, but also look out for for Perry and uh, and Edric Hill. Both of them, Perry's been in the been in the system for a year now. I think he maybe got redshirted last year. I'm, I'm not 100 sure. But but Edric Hill coming in this year, and he's he's losing with talent as well. So those two guys potentially can step up and take that second, uh, you know, second rotation over as well uh, later in the season. Yeah, I agree with you on James Smith. I think James Smith is the next elite defensive lineman for Alabama. So yeah. I would not be shocked at all if he's he's right there in the next wave of guys after the first team unit. And and a guy you mentioned, Jamarian Latham. He's a guy who who's a really a good pass rusher. He's mm -hmm. he's a little smaller than most of the other defensive linemen. Him and guys like Curtis Perry and Monkel Goodwine, they're a little bit lighter than most of our defensive linemen. Even though I think Goodwine is now getting up to close to two hundred ninety pounds. So. Yeah. Uh, that, that's big. But a guy you didn't mention who I'm really high on, who really played a lot, especially towards the latter half of the season, was Damon Payne. And, oh, and yeah. I, I think Damon Payne is mm -hmm. a guy that, that fans are not really talking about enough. I, mm -hmm. I view him in the same light as a guy like, like a Jamil Burroughs and maybe not quite the pass rusher that Jamil Burroughs was, but a guy who can who can eat up space, get off blocks and help guys make plays. And and I'm glad you also mentioned Tim Keenan, Jake. I, I like him from that nose tackle position. He could be Alabama's number two nose tackle this year right behind Jaheim Otis, especially if, you know, if, if you want to stay on a more uh, conventional 3-4 front uh, and Jaheim Otis needs a break, I think Tim Keenan's that next guy up. So mm -hmm. uh, he's a guy who could see some significant snaps with the first-team unit. And, and you know th that Nick Saban and Freddie Roach and Kevin Steele, they're going to rotate the defensive line, Jake. So, right. you know, we, we've mentioned Tim Smith, Justin Aboibe, uh Jaheim Otis. Uh, you got Jamarian Latham, Damon Payne, Tim Keenan, Monkel Goodwine, James Smith. What's that? That's seven, eight guys right there. Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned guys like Curtis Perry, 
Uh, you know, Jordan Renown, another true freshman, Edric Hill, a true freshman. So there's plenty of guys to, to put in there on the defensive line. And the fact that that is such a deep position, that really that really makes you feel better, you know, not only as a, as a fan about the, the, the depth at defensive line, about Burroughs moving on now into the transfer portal. But there, there's plenty of talent there. And maybe this opens up an opportunity for a freshman like James Smith to come in and, and really prove that he can be that playmaker from the interior defensive line. Yeah, I agree 100%. And, and him coming in and, and oozing talent like he does, he's going to be pushing either Boygaby or Tim Smith to get better because he's coming for their their spot. So, you know, we, we always talk about competition breeds competition. So, you know, having a, a great second, you know, tier unit to come in – will make that first unit that much better because they're going to be fighting for, for their, for their spot on the, you know, in that first uh, rotation all year. So, uh, you know, it's just going to, it's just going to make everybody that much better. And it hurts losing Burroughs, but like you said, says we're, we're seven, eight, nine deep, even with some of the guys like Perry and some of the other guys who haven't been on the field yet, but if they need, if they see action, they're going to be fine because, you know they're just too talented, and they're—I mean—they're four and five stars across the board at at defensive line. So I think losing Burroughs hurts, but later on the season, the rotation swapping players out and not getting too tired late in the season—it's going to be okay. We're, we're going to be fine. Yeah, and we haven't even mentioned guys like Anquin Barnes or, or Hunter Osborne, who's another true freshman this year. So yeah. there, there's really about ten players if you think about it that <laughs> along, along the defensive line that. That could play if you if you needed the guys to play, but I expect Alabama to rotate about eight or nine, at most, probably eight, along that first team unit. I would say six guys are probably going to get ninety percent of the first team reps this fall, mm -hmm. and then you sprinkle in two or three more uh, that get that get the other remaining ten percent of those first team reps along the defensive line. So the depth is there, the talent is there, and I think this is a while we're talking about the defensive line. I think this is a big statement year for the defensive line and the defensive line coach Freddie Roach for, for yeah. in, in the eyes of Alabama fans. He's done a really good job recruiting. Uh but I think it's fair to say that either we've missed guys in our evaluation or we're not developing de developing those guys at a at a at a good enough rate. So mm -hmm. uh I, I think this is a, a big statement season for Freddie Roach and, and the Alabama defensive line. What's your thoughts on that real quick? Yeah, how long has he been? He's been coaching the defensive line down there. It's been several it's a hand, years, handful yeah. of years, four, four yeah. years maybe, four or five. So, you know that this feels like a statement year for him. Now, I know everybody. We we talk about we kind of people were talking about we missed on Peter Woods, which you know I'm I kind of agree with. But James uh, Smith. Well, before you said yeah. we signed like four of the top eighteen defensive exactly. linemen in last year's class. I mean, I exactly. I don't. It's to me, it's it's not a recruiting thing. Yeah, I don't think it is either. I, I, it's not recruit. a recruiting thing. I, I really yeah. don't. And and sure, there's been a couple guys that we haven't gotten, but you don't get everybody. No, you like, don't. I, you don't get everybody. Nope. And so it, then it comes down to development. And, look, I love yeah. Freddie Roach. Freddie Roach was a heck of a player for Alabama in his time, yeah. and he's an Alabama guy, and I want him to succeed. So I hope and I pray that he gets it done and this defensive line gets it done this year. So it kind of shuts up a lot of people. 
Yeah, and if it's development, I will say that, you know, a boy, but we talk about he could have come in, he could have been a, a first or second round pick, but the injuries, you know, Freddie Roach can't help injuries happen. But on the flip side, you got to have that next guy step up and, and play when, once the injury happens. So kind of the injuries on, on that defensive, you know, line has, has kind of hurt too. But while he's been there, I mean, Quentin Williams has been outstanding. Uh, we saw Christian Barmore come on the scene, you know, guys like that. So there's being playmakers there. It's just just coaching or maybe development hasn't hasn't been on all of them, but it has worked on some from time to time. I, I just I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I could be wrong. I don't think Roach was there for Quentin Williams. Yeah, I think I, don't I do, think he was. Yeah. I think he was for Barmore, but I, I don't mm-hmm. think he was for Quentin Williams. I, I'd have to go back and look. It's you know the years run together now, but uh, yeah, uh, fifteen I, years look, of it. <laughs> and I don't. I'll be honest. I don't blame fans for for being disgruntled about the defensive line performance. I, look, when you're Alabama and you recruit the way Alabama recruits, and you're used to the development that Alabama develops, uh, every couple of years you better have an elite defensive lineman. And we have not had one since Christian Barmore. And right. he wasn't even elite, Jake. He was a second-round no. pick. Yeah, you're right. He was really good, there's no doubt. But he was not elite. He wasn't a Jalen Carter. He wasn't a Trayvon Walker mm-hmm. that, that George has put out the last couple cycles. So it's it's time it's time to put up if you're Freddie Roach. It's time it's time to show what you can do. And I'm not calling him out. I'm really not trying to, anyways, because like I said, I love Freddie Roach. He's an Alabama dude through and through. So I, I want it to work out. And I think this is a big year. To me, Tim Smith is a guy that he better have a big year. Yeah. He better. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Or James Smith better step up and prove why he was a five-star talent. And yeah. and and I think Freddie Roach is in a what they call, would call a contract year, in my opinion. Let me get your get your thoughts on something. I'm going to ask you a question, Stacy, and this kind of ties into it. But I'm not sure how how the play calling from the defensive side how it it interferes. But you think maybe some of the you know the scheming between Golden kind of had an effect on how the defensive line has played in the last couple of years. Well, I think that is part of it. I mean, you, you okay. look back, Alabama Alabama has played a lot more just regular two defensive linemen down. Mm-hmm. So, and look, Alabama doesn't look for a lot of playmaking defensive linemen anyways. They they want those guys in, in a normal three-man front to eat up space, take up blockers so their linebackers can make plays. But nobody has done that at an elite level yet in the last right. couple of years. So, yeah. Alabama needs – and I'll, I'll say this. I thought Aboibe was playing his best football of his career uh, the first four games of last season before he got hurt. I know. I, th- I think he would have been – I don't want to say a difference maker, mm-hmm. but he would have made a difference. You know, I think there's a difference in those two statements. Right. He wouldn't have been a difference maker, but he would have helped yeah. uh, as far as the performance of the defense last season if he had not gotten hurt. So, um, I, I just – I think it's time for, for this defensive line to show improvement, and I'm not sure there, there's been much of improvement uh, over the past couple of seasons in particular. Yeah, and I just want to say one one other thing real quick. I do think the, the defensive line is going to make a net step this year because we talked about it when we, we reviewed the A-Day game. No, you didn't hear a lot of the defensive line guys being called out 
but they was doing their job because how many tackles did linebackers and and, uh, and sacks and and guys like that? You know the defensive line is doing its job, like you said, when they're taking up blockers and taking up space to allow the linebackers to rush in and make a play in the hole or make a sack on the quarterback. So maybe they don't they don't get their names called as much, but if they're doing their job and and you say a linebacker is getting twelve to fifteen tackles and. Two and a half, two and a half, three, three, you know, tackles for loss, maybe two sacks. You got to give the defensive line credit because they're doing their job at that at that point. Well, and there's a reason this sport's a team game, and it's all about right. the the eleven guys on the field working together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to be better at inside linebacker this year than what we've been over the past couple seasons. Look, Henry Toto was fine, Jalen Moody was fine, mm-hmm. but I think I think we have more instinctive and athletic players at inside linebacker this year than we, what we've had over the past couple of years. And I think that's going to make a difference. You know, when when your inside linebackers play well, it makes your defensive linemen play well. Right. When your defensive linemen play well, it makes your inside linebackers play well. So mm-hmm. there's a reason it's a team sport, and I think those two positions go hand-in-hand. Hand, and, and I think you're going to see a, a, a much improved front seven from Alabama than what we've seen over the past couple of seasons. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. You know, July 4th is here. And usually it seems like the, the summer goes, you know, goes by quickly after July 4th. We get in the next month. It's, it's football time again, man. Just think about it. It's yeah, in, in just in, in two weeks, SEC media days will be going on. And I think four weeks and just a couple of days, Alabama begins fall practice. So yeah. it's right around the corner. A lot to look forward to. Uh, we're going to be here every step of the way here at Tide Talk Live to, to bring you all the album of football coverage that we can bring. Uh, I will be at just a, kind of a, a PSA. I will be at the beach the week of SEC Media Days. I don't know how much I'll be able to do down there. It just kind of depends on what, <laughs> how my day goes down at the beach. But uh, right. uh, but but Jake, Jake will be here if there's something that's just ha- pressing and has to be, you know, reported. So he'll be mm-hmm. here to, to to share that. But uh. A lot to look forward to over the next few weeks before fall camp arrives, and we cannot wait for that. So, so much to look forward to. But but that's going to wrap this episode up. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you do jump in the comments and let us know your thoughts on Burroughs transferring, who you think can step up in his absence, and, and maybe a name or two to watch this fall from the defensive line. And also give us your thoughts on defensive line coach Freddie Roach as well since he took up a lot of the conversation in our episode today. But that's going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back soon. But until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.